Hi, I'm Charlie, and this is TV in the Kitchen, a post-episode recap show where I'm joined by my friends Sean and Sam to break down the latest series. Currently, we're reviewing Season 4 of Succession, with our episodes releasing Monday mornings. For the remainder of the season of Succession, we'll also be joined by our friend Luke. In April, we'll be adding on Barry Season 4 as well, with episodes releasing on Tuesday mornings. Thanks for listening. The Last of Us Season 4, Episode 2, just started on HBO. Last of Us? Oh, fuck, no! <laughs> <laughs> Last of Us Season 4, let's fucking go, dude! We're okay. in the future. Reset, reset. Okay. Succession, Season 4, Episode 2, just aired. What a crazy episode. Like, the last, I mean, we'll, we'll get more into it later, but the last ten minutes of that, I, so tense. The wild ending. I, I mean, that, I think that was one of my favorite episodes of the series so far. What did you guys think? You start to finish, it was pretty solid. The, um, I think we great care. We had really a lot of great character moments from all of the main cast, so it's very entertaining. Yeah, and it's always good to have a Connor-focused episode in the show because I don't think he gets as much shine as the other siblings always. It's funny. Was that like a Connor focused episode? <laughs> though? Well, he, got, he got his because you know, like it was it was like a pseudo Connor focused episode. It was, it was the most sympathetic. It was the most sympathetic you've ever. What felt is the most yeah, Connor focused episode? Because I feel everyone else is making moves, and the Connor subplots are like the one where he's at the ball and thinks the butter's too cold. Some presidential stuff on the side, like we don't really. That get... was that. That's one of the best, though. That's a great one. That's like season one, episode two or three. Yeah, that's early. That's so hilarious. My God, that's my one of my favorite Connor moments. It's kind of but... funny to like as like a metaphor for Connor as a character to think that a Connor centric episode is like. It's like, like him he, getting nine like, minutes of screen time. He's yeah. like the sixth most important character in the episode, but he's like the emotional no. backbone of it still. So. That is fitting, though. That's fitting, as yeah, we exactly. saw in this episode. Um, as always, the intro to the show slaps, but I feel like with they had like a, a a cool transition to it today with with like Shiv's like angered face, with the music kind of building up, and then just going to the yeah, the it didn't was... fully hit for me. I didn't realize until after the credits it was like a lawyer thing, and I was super confused on what she was mad about as first. But but it all That's came funny. together after that. I'm kind of yeah. going for. I was really it was really good to see Tom clowning on Shiv. I as <laughs> one I because I find Tom so embarrassing, but this season he's like actually kind of stepping up. In a way, we'll get we'll get to. I have some Tom thoughts for this episode. Well, let's get to that later. Let's start with the siblings. Kind of run through what's happening in this episode um we talked a bit last week about like kendall's like thoughts on content and and just sort of the ideas <laughs> he has for things he would put on like a television program africa he's, man he's talking about the the africa it's, channel it's cracking me up it's so funny like him asking jess like yo jess you'd watch you'd watch something about like africa right um, <laughs> i know Jesus so <laughs> he's like I'd watch classic Kendall. Yeah, he's like he's like I listen to hip hop. People want to hear about Africa. Would you guys watch a news show that that talk about global stuff every day, like Africa? I would watch it if it was like the way he pitched it. Like it, <laughs> it sounded really good, like uh, hardcore international news from global global to hyper local. Like 
<laughs> that sounds like a bit of me. I don't know. I think I would watch it if Kendall was a news anchor because he would be like an insane news anchor. I think if he was like Cooper Anderson, like him and Roman talking about yeah. the news, but all, he only like talks about global events in the way he says stuff. So just like weird metaphors. I would I would watch it all the time. <laughs> I would pay for a subscription to have like no, Kendall would... read like uh, read me the news every day. Or like Kendall versus Skip Bayless, like debating <laughs> sports stuff <laughs> would be great. Yo, shit's going down in Congo today. <laughs> what a, is Kendall a sports fan? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't like, think he's showing any interest. I feel I, I could imagine like, him and Stewie like sitting courtside at a Knicks game. I can imagine them buying like the Charlotte Hornets and him <laughs> micromanaging the team and it being a disaster. <laughs> Like, just completely fumbling the draft, giving, like, $200 million to Van Fleet. I could see him doing some sketchy moves. I think they go all in on, on Kyrie. Yeah, no, definitely. I think Kendall's a Kyrie guy. He sees he as, like, a flair for, for content. Uh, what? Okay, so what if, what if it's Kerry doing the news? Are we watching the Kerry Africa All Day program? Was... So, it was bad. Did you guys think it was, like like that bad like to me yeah. it's just like this is like pretty bad i thought it was pretty terrible it was just too, i mean they didn't really spend that much time on it because we only just you know, we just got clips of her yeah like stuttering and, st- and messing words up i mean um, i think it's like it's made even worse by the fact that like everyone knows she's like logan's like girlfriend so like someone being like clearly not good and like coming like just being there because of her relationship with Logan, it makes it, like, way worse. Sure. Yeah. I also feel that, like, her current position of being, like, involved in, like, meetings with, like, presidential candidates and, like, all these CEOs is more prestigious than being, like, in the Fox News rotation. That's a weird... Yeah, I was like, why Why did all of a sudden is she into this? Um, It was kind of a... I would say it was, like, a kind of a Carrie-centric episode, too, in a way. <laughs> There was a lot of carry. There was a lot of carry. I feel like she uh she took kind of the brunt of that that last meeting there somehow. Yeah, I actually like felt bad for her at one point, which I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe I shouldn't be, but the scene of them watching her do like Kendall and, and Roman like watching her doing the news is like it was cracking me up too. Yeah. yeah, it was Fisher Stevens with the laptop was also hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot his character's name, Hugo. Yeah, Hugo. Hugo. So well, funny. How do you know the actor's name? Is he in other stuff? Fisher Stevens? Yeah, he's like been in a bunch of things. He's he has like a, a bunch Anderson of like movies. small roles. Yeah. He's, he's got like such a funny figure. He's got like a really small neck. Yeah. Which <laughs> <laughs> is like something I didn't really notice until like today. He's he in, looks like, kind of like a Muppet. He does. <laughs> a, little, no. a little bit. That's a perfect description. He's in like two episodes of Lost as well. I don't know if you remember. How oh, is he? I maybe vaguely, but yeah, he's in. He's he's like a character actor. He's been in a bunch of stuff. So they're on their way to to, to Connor's. This is a rehearsal, right? And Sandy and Stewie approach them about this deal. What do you guys think? I mean, trying to understand it from a business perspective. What do you guys think? Because I feel like I feel like you all would probably have a better indicator of this than I would. I don't know. I mean, they clearly, like, Stewie is saying some shit about there being comparables, meaning that, like, there are sales that can be compared to the sale of Waystar. 
and yeah, saying that okay, we could get more money for valuation. Okay. Yeah, but I it really though it just seems more of like a political move. Like they just don't want to sell mm-hmm. for whatever their motives are, like, and it's not yeah. even think it's more about the money. It's just like they want to fuck over Logan. It's they want to try and like buy it out. It's like Shiv. So she calls them back after she's just been fucked over by Tom. So it's clearly like she's doing it for that reason. Kendall gets the weird phone call and I guess like just wants to screw the deal because he doesn't want to like look like a pawn. So I don't think there's any actual money driving any of the kids. They just want to kind of screw. I I understand for the kids, but what what do we think? Like what, what are Sandy and Stewie having to gain here? Oh, I think they just, still want us to fuck in, over Logan. Instead of getting like five billion, they might get I don't know, like five point five billion or something. I think. I, Stewie, really think, I think that's only Stewie. Kind of just seems to care about the money. Like, yeah, the Stewie time. seems to have like no vendetta. He's just like well-adjusted Kendall with like maybe a positive father figure. I don't know for sure. <laughs> or maybe just no. not like a negative father figure. It may be a mediocre father figure, probably. Yeah, but. Okay. No, I, I honestly, though, I do think that Stewie and Sandy might just have their own agenda. I mean, like, could go back to them just wanting to, like, because if they screw this deal over and all the kids are actually good for money and they fold to, like, Stewie and Sandy buying it at a discount, that plays to their advantage, even if they don't cash out right away. Your, so your Stewie pick is looking quite good from our fantasy draft last week. Stewie is the man, dude. Stewie I has think- always been rolling with it. I think that was. A good I one. I think yeah, that's. I think that's your best pick. I would have taken Stewie in the first round if I was doing he the needed, draft. He needed to take Shiv though. He needed to take Shiv, man. I don't know if you did. I I, I don't know if you did need to take Shiv. High level of maneuvering. From Shiv it was very high level team. maneuvering. I feel like again in this episode, like the same thing I said after episode one is that it just seems like Roman is like way more on the ball than Shiv and and Kendall this season so far. I don't know. I feel like he's not on the ball. He's just really like an abused son. I mean, so like he's got a terrible. Averse. Yeah, but like he's just like got a terrible relationship. No, with he Logan. does have like a good. Even they showed season two when they're like the whole Walter thing. Kendall is just going through all these documents, like running stuff in Excel, like a nerd. And Roman went to dinner, and he does seem like more in touch. Like just looking at the way that Shiv and Kendall talk about reinventing everything like he seems to have a bit of an understanding like okay we can just like continue with what works yeah i also yeah, I, mean, I, I just mean like it's not i i don't think he's like it's it seems like he's making decisions that are like more rational than them like he's like the one that's like like yeah like, like breaking he's, away he's, seems like the best decision for all of them because they they're like i think these these business decisions they're making are going to end up biting them in the ass no, totally. And like, yeah, and Roman's doing the right thing because it is clearly the right move to sell. And he and he was right. In every, and when they were talking, all three of them, he was saying like he spoke with Matson. He doesn't think that he'll take any other offers and he'll walk like he, that. His intuition there is correct, as we know from the phone call with Kendall. But the problem is just like and it's good. Yeah. And he, he's a big benefit from that. He skirts around all the bullshit and all the and all the stupid business talk. But he's just like he's kind of. I don't know, like, too susceptible to influence yeah, from guess, Logan or from his siblings. Like, my, we saw both of that today. My my definite concern with him is is like I I like I was like so happy with my Roman pick up until the last scene of the episode, and I was like, oh no, this is 
This is where where it goes downhill for him, I think. Just with his relations yeah. with everyone, and is uh, there like, do you think there's like a chance he says no? I think that maybe, Roman like, says no. Maybe yeah. his end of season thing is him finally saying no, but it like like he'll have to like work his way there slowly. Well, like, because this also is like, uh, like it is the last season, so like there there will be some like like finality to it at the end. All changes like, need to happen in the final episode. Everything before yeah. that has to remain. <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, you're right though. It's I think it's possible. I mean, there's a, there's I, a yeah, reason they left I, I that. Think, they left that ambiguous at the end. I think we get a decision um, or like definitive action from Roman sooner rather than later. I don't think this deal thing is going to drag out the whole season. I feel like it's going to conclude in the next two to three episodes. Well, um, I know if you guys saw like the promo for the next episode, they they kind of indicated that he was having some internal conflict about it. Yeah, yeah. I I briefly saw that. Yeah. Is, so uh, yeah, maybe we'll get a Roman centric episode next week. Are we gonna get the the Lucas Matson centric episode? Is that is that I didn't watch the promo. Is that I mean, did we see some Norway? We I don't think we did. We've seen Norway. Weren't they on a boat? That was like Connor's wedding boat, I think. Is it? Yeah, it wasn't his. Yeah, his wedding's on a boat. They're uh, on his boat. He was it wearing also, black. Do you wear black to a wedding? To Connor's wedding, maybe I think. Uh, <laughs> it's Connor's funeral. It, it's crazy comparing Willow's funeral. Season one, there is there is Shiv's wedding, which is this huge deal. It's two episodes, like everyone's there, and like no one seems to really care about Connor's wedding. Like I think a board meeting falls on the same day. Logan <laughs> at the end is like iffy about going. Like it's it's sad to see yeah. for Connor. He also, but like, like to be fair to everyone else, Connor is marrying. A prostitute, like an no? escort, an escort. Okay, correct. She's an classy. escort, classy. Yeah, but like, is she? She like writes like a bad screenplay, and like he seems to, to care about him more than the rest of his family. I love Willa. I mean, yeah, yeah she's literally paid to do so. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't really yeah. feel like she's also like. Like it's very clear that everyone thinks she's like trapped, and like she had to be convinced to say you, yes. I mean, do you think though that they are not willing to support like his wedding because they don't think the marriage is healthy for him, or it, that it's I just like they don't, they don't care? Don't I, care. I, I don't. I don't think. I think they don't care because they know it's yeah. not like 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 she's being paid. Like it's like it, it's not that big a deal because it's not like. I don't know. Like if it goes poorly, which it seems like it is, he'll pick up. Like he'll find another escort. Yeah, I yeah. Think... no, I, I agree that nobody really cares about Connor. <laughs> like yeah, like this episode, episode just reinforces that he's kind of the saddest sibling because there's a lot of like hints throughout the show. Like he took uh, Kendall and Roman like fishing and camping, and he played like the father role for Shiv at the wedding, and he seems to like actually care about the siblings and they just like do not care about him at all and just like super yeah. sad especially his like speech at the end he said what did he say something about like being a rock that doesn't need well he like need doesn't him. need love he's saying that he yeah. evolved not to leave, need love because he has had no one love him in his life which is really sad <laughs> like yeah. 
As he was like as a rock is, with totally infest, with like a bug infestation or something, something like that. Like he's yeah, he's like a, he's a plant that like grows from a a rock and and lives off of the bugs that like fall into his trap, something like that. Yeah, I'm just I'm not sure if like we see we'll see any kind of like definitive character arc or growth from Connor, or it's just kind of showing like man. What a what a sad person he is in the show. I don't know. Do you guys think like we'll see anything from the season, or will just kind of be doing his thing? I can. I think we might. I considered the possibility that a Connor suicide might happen this season. I was thinking that oh there was going to be a Willow suicide this episode. Yeah. I was really worried about Willow. I was worried about him coming back and finding that, but I don't think sh- that's. I don't. I don't see why that would be her last resort I think... in that situation. Yeah, because oh, yeah, her, like yeah. we know she has family, she has actual friends. Like the worst case scenario would be her leaving and she wouldn't have the, like the money security, but like Connor, it seems way more likely like something like that. A Connor suicide would make sense. And another thing that would make sense would be like literally none of them caring that Connor is dead and then like fighting about the business deal at his funeral. That which would be very sad and depressing for Connor, but quite the uh, the pinnacle of the Roy uh business mentality. I kind of feel like maybe like I was thinking about what might happen to Connor this season, and like, like I the the con head in me is like, <laughs> man, what if he just like got a real job for once? Because like, like that was like a whole thing. Or, like he's never job. like done anything, but like he's not the president. He had <laughs> like the one percent that he's afraid of getting squeezed to zero percent. Had to get a job. Where do you think he ends up? Like what's the he, ideal Connor job? I think I I don't think he would be able to do anything other than uh, than Logan like giving him a job at like ATN. But could I, I, I know what you're saying. I, what if Connor becomes timing. the news anchor? He, that would be great. That would be a great anchor, development arc. I would maybe tune in. I think he could be an event planner. I think he could like that, he seem pretty on point yeah. at that one. Jetpacks and bum fights, right? Yeah. <laughs> I loved Connor calling yeah. them the Rebel Alliance. I don't know why that funny line to me. Yeah, and there's got another, another one liner where he's like, So this is how it ends up me and dad against you three or something. Then <laughs> 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 it's also sad that Connor did not seem to have like a single friend at the rehearsal dinner. Not even like that one weird Pierce that he's like boys with. I wonder I mean I'm thinking about how you called it a Connor-centric episode, and I have it written down in my notes that, like, the, the if there's, like, a... If you're thinking about it in terms of, like, episode structure, then, the, like, the central conflict of this episode is that, like, Connor wants them to go out and have some, like, sibling family time, and then... But, but Shiv wants them to talk business, and then eventually Kendall wants to talk business, and then it ends up diverging to this thing, and it's almost like like kind of the last chance of reparation in this episode and it's like the the last chance of them not diverging into the whatever madness comes in the rest of the season. So I mean in a way it's like Connor like trying to trying to hold them together. I think I remember. or or just Connor trying to go do karaoke. But yeah, no but, I Yeah, but I mean it's like, I, yeah, I just yeah. I think you, you I don't know if you said it jokingly earlier about it being a Connor centric episode, but I think in a sense, no, I, I, I fully meant it. It, yeah. it felt pretty Connor centric, yeah. Towards the back half, sure. But yeah, one thing we are definitely overlooking though is uh, Logan's moment uh, in the pit 
um, in his in his fiery <laughs> speech to the crowd. Man of the people, it was, Logan Roy. It was motivating his we, speech. I was it was sick. Yeah, right, it was let's, get to, let's get to it in a second. Do we have any last thoughts on Kendall and the, the siblings before the climax? Do we want to just talk about the... Do we have any thoughts on the, the Lucas Matson phone call? or? Um, I think that just really tells you the how dire the situation is for the deal, I guess. And clearly Kendall just doesn't care about getting money if he knows like I think there's there's nothing he could take away from that phone call besides like, yeah, he's he's pretty he's serious. Mm-hmm. So Okay. Alright, we can we can move on to Logan though. His terrifying moseying. Yeah, the the sunglasses inside it did <laughs> add like an intimidation factor for sure to him. They all kind of do that, like uh him, Kendall. Uh, and those have been having some, some interesting outfits. He seems to always just be in like kind of a sweater and like jeans, chilling this season. I which like I guess is part of his like Buddhist thing, maybe. Definitely part of his Buddhist thing. I think that's just, just like, like the that's like the tech bro outfit that like like people who li- work in like uh, like California all yeah. all wear. Like, yeah. He's got like that kind of vibe going on, which is funny to like pull off in New York City. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I guess I don't know. I guess Logan like feels that maybe he has, he's having reservations about the deal, so he really wants to like make the news a big thing. Mm. But I don't know. What do you, I don't? Mean, what do you guys think of, of the speech overall? Like, were you fans? I thought it was hilarious that he like spoke on top of six like <laughs> stacks of paper <laughs> and like. Asked the guy if fifteen was more than or forty was more than fifteen, pal, and then repeated like, it like verbatim. Was, he roasted was, the guy yeah. for like sending one email. Like, imagine you're an employee <laughs> of like like Amazon, and Jeff Bezos just peered over your shoulders. You're like sending an email. I would be stressed out. Yeah, that was so funny. Oh my god, it is. Yeah, so his speech was like motivating for sure. Yeah, that that's. I mean, that's just like one of those like like, standard, like, actor, like, giving a beach monologue scene, but just, I mean, like, it's, like, a pleasure to just watch him act. It's just, it's not a subtle scene at all, but it's just, like, it's it's just, like, very clearly, like, theatrical and expressive, and it's, it's like, it, to me, as fun to watch as, like, moments like the, the, the uh, diner scene with him in the last episode. Yeah, what, like, what was, like, uh, the motivating factor for giving him the speech? Because he's talking about, like, making ATN great again, I guess, in some sense. But, like, he's, he's like, he wants to beat Pierce, but also, like, he wants to beat his, like, kids, right? Because, like, they're taking over Pierce. But he also, I feel like, like, definitely, like, wants to be in charge of something. Because, like, since he's giving up Waystar, like, he, it's, like, a little bit of both, like, wanting to be in charge still and also, like, beating his kids. Not in like the literal sense, but I guess also that he likes that as well. <laughs> Do we, I mean, he also just wants purpose, right? I think that may, yeah, well, he's like, isn't he like a million years old? Yeah, yeah he's like, like at 80, least like 130. 82, I think. I think. Wasn't, yeah, was he, birthday. Is he double Carrie's age? He, over. Over, double. over. I yeah. think, I think Carrie's like a 35 and he's like an 85 ish. Yeah. Although I actually think 
because Logan's birthday was in season one, and there's another one here. So, like, everything we've seen in these four seasons might have happened in, like, a two-year span, which is crazy. I think so. About, like, the companies almost died, like, nine times in that span. I think, like, four Kendall betrayals. So Yeah, they're really pushing maybe it. Maybe it's but... aged them a lot these last few years. I think it's yeah. like, I think it's possible that just like him kind of feeling like back in the corner about all this just kind of or or maybe it's maybe it's like out of boredom like he he doesn't have his kids around he doesn't really have a yeah, lot to do maybe he just like, like wants like to like last episode when when he was like doing the walk through Central Park like he just seemed kind of like lonely yeah yeah he's just trying to yeah he's like getting a feel for things he's like just trying to like do something big and feel like he's still important even though he's in the twilight of his life. Very poetic of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking that from Godfather Part Two. When um, I mean that's like a common phrase, but like, yeah, what's no, the guy's I was, name? I was about to say that's just just a saying. No, it is just a saying. But what's the guy's name in Godfather Part Two? It's like the Hyman Roth, and he's like, yeah. before he gets assassinated in the airport, he's like, I'm just trying to go to Israel to live out the twilight of my life. There are a bunch of phrases in the Godfather that are just like kind of like a part of like the American lexicon now though like like i i feel like there were sayings from the godfather that i had heard before i knew what the godfather was no totally there's one really big one that's not um like an offer you can't refuse that's like the classic like line that everyone knows from the godfather but there's another line that's just like i think it's um something michael says in part two about like enemies or something is like actually like like, your enemies closer yeah exactly like that i think is like attributed to the godfather part two which i was like what yeah um, and then like yeah revenge is isn't revenge is the best uh dish best served cold is no that... way i didn't know that either what did i make that up That's... i think so. i don't remember i don't remember what, is that from like part three or something that has nothing to do with the godfather why did i think yeah, that it, no it, there's it another one oh, okay in, in the 1800s but uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> wait, what is that? there's? Sorry, that that's not the right. That's not. No, like swimming is... with the fishes, maybe. Like generally, okay, I mean, okay. like Reve- No, he does fishes. say revenge is a dish that tastes best when served cold. Okay, I I was like, did they, I had a moment there where I wasn't even sure they say that in the Godfather. But let anyways, back to back to succession. Godfather tangent over. <laughs> okay. Um. Maybe we pivot to the Greg Tom <laughs> subplot of this episode, which I guess they are kind of like Logan's underlings now that all goons. the siblings are gone. Yeah. I, I, Greg yeah. is killing it for me this season. Every season. Yeah, the disgusting is. brothers yeah. are great. Greg and Carrie, I feel, have like a kind of funny dynamic to me as well. Yeah, I like their, yeah, their whole discussion was funny. I mean, just like Carrie just kind of like totally fighting back against them because she knows he's just like so weak. It was really funny. And he was fumbling yeah, at every it, step. It was great how, how Tom like prepped him and Greg said like, oh, what if she pushes back? And he's like, then I'll come in and clean it up. And he was like nowhere to be found yeah. when this meeting <laughs> took place. Yeah, it's funny because like Tom clearly trusts Greg more now. Um, but he's still like power, still takes his opportunity to power trip on him. I like that whenever Tom, like he gets a chance. 
Tom did exactly what Greg did, what he was like grilling Greg for in the first episode, just like kind of, you know, just like pinning the situation on him, like, oh, you go deal with this. How you, I mean, making fun of him for like blaming the uh, the rummaging on his date. <laughs> the rummage. The rummaging. There's rummaging? <laughs> God. Love Greg. Love Cousin Greg. Cousin oh. Greg's going to come out the least, he's going to come out the most unscathed of this whole uh, I that's situation. Right. I like uh, the scene where Logan's like asking about the pizzas. Uh, I feel like Logan doesn't like directly like tell like Greg to fuck off like that often. Am I wrong in thinking that you guys have rewatched it more recently? I think he's done it before. I mean, like he he, he just kind of like uses and abuses Greg when he like, needs him. Like a good amount of times. I feel like yeah, he, he definitely always... did it in season one for yeah. sure, at least once. Okay. Yeah. I feel like he's usually very like tall. Like he just kind of let, lets lets Greg do his thing. But maybe maybe there are more instances like that. Um, I I feel like with like Tom like explaining the carry thing to Logan, I feel like at this point Tom should kind of have like an idea that Logan doesn't like the, the bullshit. I I get no, totally. that he's like, extremely that's nervous. Is. I I know, but it's just like it seemed in this episode to me, it felt like such a ridiculous extent that he was like. I mean, doesn't know? every one of his executives like even like Jerry and Carl? Like, none of them ever want to tell Logan, like, something bad happened, even if it's, like, not their fault or, like, from them. Like, every single person who works for Logan has, like, the same fear of delivering bad news. Like, that's, like, a whole thing that, like, Carl and Jerry do all the time is just, like, be like, you tell him. No, you tell him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just, I felt in this episode that there was just, like, a, I, I, it seemed like that's what like Logan wanted to hear, and it, I, maybe it was just it seemed very clear with the body language to me that he like just wanted him to like tell him that that she sucked. Yeah, there's something something about it that felt like kind of weird to me was that like when Carrie when Greg was telling Carrie that like you're doing a bad you did a really bad job, uh, Carrie wasn't like. Is Logan like like does Logan not want me to be on air? Like there was like no, like she wasn't thinking that. Even though it like seems like it's kind of like like it obvious that this has. is coming from like like higher ups. Mm-hmm. That like she was just like if there's no focus group, I'll like string you like cheese. I don't know. It like felt kind of weird to me that like I guess this is something that Carrie asked Logan for, or was like very clear that she wanted. And Logan was just like, "Sure, we'll you can you can try." Yeah, I but guess like, he didn't think he'd be like that bad. And it seemed like like the turning point was when like Hugo and Jerry were like laughing about it. And oh yeah, it idea. definitely was. Well, he probably didn't even watch it. Like, yeah, before. yeah, he just like probably assumed it couldn't be that bad. But it was it was pretty bad. You guys ready to jump into the the big confrontation? Yes. Let's do yes. it. All right. I don't do apologies, but I'm sorry is such a funny line to me. Just on, I mean, obviously it's a very serious moment, but great way to start. Yeah, I think Logan is just like kind of desperate in this whole situation. He's really trying to like get a leg up because he knows that he can easily get fucked over of this whole deal. He, he and, seems sad too. 
So yeah. like a little bit. He does seem he seems in like an con- abusive father way. I feel like though, I he does seem like convincingly genuine, but it's it's like it's not because he's genuine about like his feelings about the business deal, but it might just be because he doesn't want them to come back. No, totally. I think um, I think you're right. Like it, he comes off as genuine, but he's definitely not. I think he's not genuine at all. He's just trying everything he can at this point to to make this thing go through. I think, yeah, I think, I mean, obviously I think he wants like the business deal to go through, but I'm saying, I think there is like, there is like some genuineness that's like bleeding through just of the fact that it, like, I think he wants to like do battle with them, but he wants it to all be under his own roof. Like, I don't, I don't think he likes the division. I think there's part of him that actually does want them to come back. Sure. That's true. Yeah. I think like, and what he said about the birthdays probably definitely because just because of how we saw him at the birthday, I yeah. think that's definitely shining a light on what he's actually thinking and how he feels. Um, but, and yeah, yeah, it definitely is more beneficial for him to have their like infighting be inconsequential to any like real business concerns. And so if they're off with like a Pierce thing doing that and he's like trying to do his whole ATN revival of like his, I don't know, whatever he's trying to do there, um, then that's something he's more comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke, what did you guys think? Yeah, no, I just thought it was interesting to see how each of like the four siblings had such a different reaction in the scene. Like Roman is kind of shrinking away, like trying to avoid the conflict. Connor's doing the same thing, and Connor's Kendall, trying to mediate, kind of. Connor's trying to mediate, and then Kendall and Shiv are really going at him. And there's a few other things they clarified, like, we already knew that Logan was maybe abusive to Roman as a kid, and this, like, clarifies that he locked up Khan's mom in, like, a mental institution, so there's a lot of stuff. I, I loved them together. directly accusing him of that. That that felt like an Yeah, and we've always seen, like, Kendall is the one that actually seems to, like, fight back against them in, like, an older brother kind of way. So that was cool to see. It's also just like funny that this whole thing took place in like a really cheap karaoke bar. Yeah, no, the scene is great. It was funny when he walks in and he's like, I could have a seizure. We should uh, go to somewhere else. <laughs> um, but yeah, the whole kind of situation also had some echoes of the uh, therapy from season one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Kendall's not present for that, but Connor's doing like the exact same thing. He's like, guys, like, let him try and like do his thing. And Shiv is uh, being aggressive, and Roman again is like uh, just kind of submissive. So it was very similar to that situation. Yeah, I think one thing that like is to be like like to to take away credit from Connor. Like, I don't really feel like he's just like trying to be the mediator because like. If in the in the therapy episode wasn't like Connor asking Logan for like like more money. That might have been later, but like like no, Connor's like entirely financially dependent on Logan. And so like he told Logan where they were and like at the karaoke bar so he could come. And then he's like telling them to like listen to dad because like dad'll fix everything because he needs like his dad to pay for his wedding and like probably give him more money. 
Yeah, I like, think there's like a non-zero chance that Connor is actually maybe like kind of broke, like relatively, like he probably still has tens of millions, but compared to the other siblings, he might he might have just spent it all on like dumb stuff. Well, they in episode one at the birthday, they're talking. He's talking about like how he'll have to pay another hundred mil yeah. to not get his one percent squeeze yeah, because then he won't. He'll no longer be in the conversation. And so, like, I mean, he... will be a laughing stock. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a laughing stock. He's clearly, like, like very... Like, he's clearly yeah. needs money from his dad. And so, like, he's just trying to be on his dad's good side. Like, Yeah, and another interesting wrinkle to that is we know that with the other three kids, their mom in the divorce settlement made sure they at least had some protections in terms of they each have, like, a clear set 5% of shares and things like that. And I don't know... If Connor has that, like, I don't know if he has anything set in stone. He doesn't have a board seat like the others. So, yeah, it might be, like, a riskier situation for him. Yeah, he's also definitely too stupid to, like, understand that. Like, in every... In (laughs) all the... In season one, like, at the very beginning, like, when when Logan was trying to get them to... Like, before he had, like, the the brain hemorrhage, he tried to get them to sign that thing. And then, like, uh, Connor was just, like... I don't care. I'm with these two, whatever they decide. And then like, like you just kind of always said that. And like, that was the stance, like yeah, whatever they decide I'm good with. Like, I'll lawyer up. My lawyer needs to see this. And he's like, okay, he's, fine. yeah, he's like, whatever they, whatever they think. Yeah. But so good confrontation, I guess the fallout is Shiv and Kendall are like doubling down on wanting to screw over their dad. It's also kind of funny how in this episode they like admit that they bidded too much on Pierce. Like they <laughs> are all kind of in agreement. Like, yeah, we maybe went a little bit too all in, so we need this extra money. Um, Roman like scurries back, and that last line by Logan, like, I don't want you, I need you. I think probably like Roman is firmly with him now going forward i don't know what what do you guys think of like that that last scene i don't know i i like the possibility that he'll be conflicted about it and end up siding with the monks i don't want him to stick with his dad but i feel like that already happened yeah that is so like so like i don't like i feel like that like for the sake of the show they'll like they'll mix it up i for some reason i think that like this like the 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 problem isn't going to be like what side he goes to. I feel like there's going to be like some weird thing that like completely shakes up like the, the, the alliances. Like it's yeah. not just going to be like, they're just going to continue. Cause I mean, he did make it seem like the, a, a feeling I got in the show was like after, after the speech on the soapbox and like on the, on ground floor, they were, uh, that, uh, what's it called? that the fight like was going to be between like him and his kids, but like at ATN versus Pierce and like Waystar was going to be gone. That was kind of like a, I got that feeling, but then like now, like the deal is like up in the air, I guess. So like, I, I don't, I feel like depending on how quickly the, the sale gets resolved, it could like, like it'll, you'll look at like the scenario very differently. Yeah, no, I I feel that. Yeah, and I feel in all the kind of seasons, like you think the conflict's going to be one thing. Like, I think season three, we kind of thought like, oh my god, it's it's Kendall versus Logan, 
and then like two episodes in you realize kendall is kind of like a joke and has no idea what he's doing so i also don't really know like in terms of the business side which is always kind of second to the family conflict i have no idea where it goes from here i feel like it does matter that the show is called succession right like i think there has yeah. to be some sort of resolution with the company like the the, the company has like they've made they put such an emphasis on like the value of money and clearly nothing is about the money it's about the pride of like owning this company and that's what this this show is about what the, the the central conflict is so i feel like there has to be some sort of resolution to like one one person inheriting control of it well hasn't like uh like low or kendall had his go of being like the next up and then shiv had her brief go and like Roman has always been like a, like a like no one's considered him, and like he's, he's never really been. Of... I think they're setting up Roman for the win. Ooh. That's my prediction. I think Roman will come out in the most favorable position of the three siblings. Um, <laughs> Why did you pick Shiv first? <laughs> no, because I just because Roman's going to come out well doesn't mean like. What I mean by that is that he's going to be in a position where he's not like fucked over by logan um nonetheless i still think he's a little like weakling and uh is not really going to have much growth um unless he does in which case that'll be a different story I but if, i think like if he says no to logan they go through with uh declining the sale everything stays centered around waystar roiko for the rest of the season Roman will have, will have shown growth. He showed that he's he's not the weak link that that Logan can manipulate, and I think he has he has a clean path there to like find some way to be the one that takes on the company at the end. I think he marries Jerry. <laughs> a married marriage that. alliance. <laughs> I, that's one thing I miss. We haven't seen we haven't seen a lot of Roman Jerry. I don't know if we'll see Marsha again. So it's like they previewed like uh, Roman Jerry in the next episode. Oh yeah, they they said something like Roman's gonna knife Jerry in the back. So I like I'm really excited to see what happens there. Well, I think because that's the idea would be that the like he would come in and replace Jerry as like the the head at ATN. Is that I don't know. Yeah, if that, like, I, I think that might be it. This was actually I think oversight by Logan, there's like that one-off line at the end when well, f- first one thing, when he's walking out of the karaoke, was it just me or did he sound almost like he was gonna cry? Or, or am I just like fully off here? Possible. He seemed like pretty shaken up when he was like ranting about the rats and stuff. I don't, what do you, did you guys hear that at all or no? Mm. I don't think he was about to cry. I think he was kind of just like doesn't really know what to do next. I don't think he's a crier, but I do think that you're right about him being shaken up. Okay. But yeah, he had that one-off line about Jerry not being involved. And I feel like Jerry is like not a person to piss off. Like, I don't know, Frank and Carl are kind of knuckleheads. Like, she, I think, has and knows a lot of things that could bring down the Roy family. So I think that was like a bad oh, she? decision. I mean, being legal counsel, she knows all the insider stuff about the cruises, which I guess would implicate her. She knows about a lot of the family stuff. Like, I don't know. I just feel she's, like, a bad person to alienate. 
I feel like it's less that she's a bad person to alienate and more that she's like a good person to have on your side. Maybe, yeah. Like, she doesn't seem like she is like that. Like, she's been on Logan's side, like, this whole time. Maybe not necessarily on his side, but like on Waystar's side, like, the entire time and has just been like, like, there doing her thing, like, taking uh, inappropriate pictures from Roman helping him through his sexual frustrations, you know, doing her thing. Yeah, doing her thing. Do we each want to give, a, like, a prediction of some sort, and then we wrap it up? Yeah, uh, prediction for next week, or just, just, just the future? The future. Next week, week after, the years to come. I, I have one that uh, has to do with, I, I feel like Something happened between season, like the last episode of season three and the first episode of season four between Tom and Shiv and their marriage in that, like, I could be wrong. Like, I I don't, I just feel like maybe there was like an event that happened that we'll get insight into later because like it kind of, I didn't really see where like the big strife came like was it just like the the inappropriate bed talk and uh like Tom being there with Logan cuz like I, in the moment it, I didn't really get the feeling that like that was a marriage ending thing I got more of a feeling that like Tom was worrying about his job and Shiv was like just pissed off at her dad and like I don't know I, when you saw that last scene with like Tom's hand on Shiv's shoulder and the look on her face, did you not think like that was like like marriage ending? I think she's definitely out for blood at that moment, but I do think it's possible that more could have happened after that. I mean, at that point, did did like was Tom like uh, like what did Tom do? He ratted. He like him. told Logan about their plans at the end I of guess. season three. I do think I do think that you're probably right though that it it. it there's, there could be something more. I think it's possible that she did something in response to that that was terrible in marriage ending. Like I, I, don't, way... I don't think she goes from that and is like, we're getting a divorce. I think she goes from that, she ups it, she wants to get like the last the last strike in, and then, then they call it off. Then they get yeah, because like the way the... I don't know, like when they... The conversation they had at the end of the last episode where they were just like, oh, like, this is it. It just felt weird to me. Like, I don't know. It didn't really feel like Tom was, like, apologetic. He just was, like, I don't know, wanted to, like, talk it out because he, he feels kind of like a normie who, like, needs to talk about his feelings, whereas, like, the Roys are, like, psychopaths. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. That's fair. Yeah, one Sam, Sean predictions? Okay. Uh... Uh... What do you think, Sean? No, you can go. Light prediction: Connor is a groomzilla at his wedding and gets really mad about small (laughs) things. Next episode. Yes. (laughs) Return to the cold butter. Yeah, I I think something similar, and I think it'll be funny to watch. Yeah, that's a good prediction. Yeah, um, I guess yeah. My prediction on a similar line: I think that the wedding is going to be a disaster, a laughing stock. I think it's going to be um, really tough for our boy Connor. 
and I think Willa will kind of like bail. That's my main thought. And everyone's going to ignore it in light of uh, business dealings and moves that Logan is making while he's not attending his son's wedding. I think I'm I'm bouncing back to my Roman thoughts. I think his connection with Jerry helps him get some sort of advantage at some point and allows him to end the show uh as CEO or as some as in in some sort of victorious way. I think also that Carrie's like increased importance in the season and maybe the events of this episode implicate that I think she could be some part of Logan's downfall there as well. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, could, I could see that with Carrie. Like, she seemed pretty unhappy. I think, yeah, I, I don't think it's likely. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be likely, but an interesting twist could be that um, Logan tries to marry Carrie and get her, like... Um, some of the kids' inheritance at some point in this season. Huh. Harry got fired by Greg, though. Like, how how big can you be if you got fired by Greg? It wouldn't be Greg, for Carrie's like up, benefit. Greg, Greg, Greg's Greg moved up, but like that's the first person he fired. What do we? It wouldn't think be for Greg's Carrie's benefit. Is now like, does Greg have people under him? <laughs> I feel like he, Carrie, he, he, fi- <laughs> he took Carrie off the air, man. He took Carrie okay. off the air. Okay, so Carrie's blown. Is Greg like? About level with like Hugo in the company now. No, uh, wait, no. I can't remember. Did Logan say he wanted Greg at that that thing that he didn't want Jerry at, or no? No, there's like no chance. I think he listed like Tom, Frank, Carl, Carrie. I think those were the ones. I think it's possible. Awesome. Like I don't know. We can talk check that later. Let's wrap it up there, though. Okay. Thanks, guys. Cool. Okay. Thank you.